Gentlemen, I don't need to tell you, but Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And in preparation of an intimate evening with your special someone, you should consider trading in whatever you're wearing, unless it's what we're going to be talking about wearing, uh, for a pair of, yes, once again, our friends, Mack Weldon underwear. These, uh, these, these trow and shirts and whatnot are fantastic. They feel great. They are made with smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon underwear just, it does everything that you want it to do in an underwear. <laughs> and, that's, and a that's, 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 that's a lot. That's right. a lot of stuff I want in my underwear. And it looks good doing it, too. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odors, which, uh, well, you know, let's just say that's a good thing and leave it at that. Uh, and if you don't like the underwear you they ship to you, um, if, you know, you happen to be just, I don't know, you have to have poor taste. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, just keep it. And Mac Weldon will refund you. I mean, can you know, just hang on to it. You know, whatever. It's cool. You, you, made, a, you made a mistake, you know, but okay. Just go on with your life. Uh, no questions asked. Asked. So uh, what are you going to do? You are going to go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off. That is 22% sign off using the promo code REBOUND. And once again, that is MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Use the code REBOUND. Get 20% off. And do yourself a favor. And do all of you a favor. It's true. And everyone around you. Yeah, everyone will appreciate that. <laughs> um, hey, it's technology time. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan. John, John, John. You, you, did, a th- you did a thing, finally. I did a thing finally. Oh, this can be Let's good. Let's talk about your thing. Let's talk. You want to get that out of the way? We'll talk about. The I do. Thing. I want to know. Well, I want to know how it's working. Okay. Can you do it for us? I mean, I can. I, is that is that good podcasting? Is it going to screw with everybody I think it's else? The best podcasting. This is, this is the best <laughs> podcasting. All right. Yeah, we, we need to. We need a, everybody. Everybody, moment of silence. Everybody. All right. Uh, y'all ready for this? I am. Okay, Google. Go to Red Alert. all right all right we'll do it that was it that was an alternate phrasing i will just try with the actually hold on what's important to know is whether or not i've disabled this because i've been testing a bunch of stuff because that will be hilarious if that's the case but i'm pretty sure it will work if i just say uh okay here we go try two don't fail me now okay google red alert (laughs) <laughs> this is so so embarrassing so embarrassing. this is why it's good podcasting uh yeah so because it's not working that went amazingly so uh, what was it supposed to do <laughs> i don't know why it's not working that's a pain it's supposed to go to red alert five hundred dollars well spent <laughs> <laughs> oh dan that's very upsetting for everyone involved. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's upsetting for me too because I used it just the other day and it was perfectly fine. And I'm not sure why all of a sudden it's decided not to work. But of course, performance anxiety. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> it really. It and, really oh, so like you're me. using the Google Home thing? Yeah. To do it. Uh, and the reason for that is that because it or allows it. it allows you stuff that the Echo does not uh, in terms of. 
So the echo, you can set up an arbitrary phrase, but you have to use the word trigger in front of it because that's how their IFTTT um, oh, yeah, yeah. integration works, which is, right. you know, kind of a bummer. Um, but the Google Home is kind of cool. Actually, the integration on IFTTT is much better because you can designate any arbitrary phrase um, to trigger something. And it also lets you set up variants of that phrase uh, much more easily than with the echo. Uh, and and you can pass limited variables to it as well, which is pretty cool. So basically, you can have it fail in a much more efficient manner. Yeah, it's going to be a super <laughs> impressive failure when it does. Um, live on a podcast. Live on a podcast, uh, which is super embarrassing. Um, I'm just going to keep trying this every single <laughs> just time. Keep trying every keep try- ten minutes. You guys, sooner you or guys later, talk and I'm going to try. Yeah, and fix I, it. sooner or later, this is going to start working again. But uh, yeah, I don't know why it's not working now. Are there any log files you could read out online? Oh yeah, here view you know, activity kind of- log. <laughs> we can put in the show notes. <laughs> Everybody loves log files. Ah, stand by. Oh god. It's it's very it's actually happening, but the problem is my mic is not tuned for you to actually hear it. Oh, I heard a little oh. <laughs> noise in the background there. <laughs> well, I think we can say that, that was five hundred dollars well spent. <laughs> yeah, we, now, <laughs> to, yeah, it's still going. It's a long it's a long sound. Um, can you switch it off again? I can't. Or hear is it, it at just all. gonna? Oh yeah, I can. Oh, I know. I, will I know. Take your word for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've seen the video evidence, haven't you? I, I posted a video. It's there. No, I did not. I didn't have a chance to read that. All yet. right, there. There's a video. It will be that will be in the show notes, along with all of Dan's log files. <laughs> I took uh, I took your advice, and I did absolutely no preparation whatsoever for this, so I have no idea. <laughs> oh, sure, what, that's that's smart. It's the only way to handle. <laughs> well, Dan this show. didn't even get his thing working. So, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey. First of all, that sounded uncomfortably personal. <laughs> it is working. My lights are now red. You just can't see it because you're not here. <laughs> all right. Well, I will refer people to the uh, the video. So the short answer is, I mean, let's be clear. I didn't buy $500 worth of home automation equipment to do this. I just, you know, it didn't prevent me. You happen to have $500 worth of home automation equipment. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like, why not? (laughs) I mean, and and by home automation equipment, I'm talking, you know, I have a couple Sonos speakers. I have a Philips Hue starter set and I have a Google Home. And actually the secret ingredient to this was the Harmony Hub which is the uh, Logitech's home theater control system, um, because that ended up being the key to getting the sounds and lights to trigger at the same time, uh, rather than at a really wacky delay. Um, mm. So that was kind of the, the magic glue to pull it all together. But yes, you combine all those things, and it certainly does. It's not cheap. I wouldn't buy it for the purpose of doing this. <laughs> but as it happens, as a technology journalist... It clearly works so well. <laughs> Look, my lights are red. It was making the sound. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> well, you know, like one in three uh, chance of success is pretty good. Okay, so Google. Tim's, Tim, cancel Tim red alert. Home. Authorization Morin Omega 12. Morin Omega 12. Is that a destruct sequence from something? I don't know. Well, so I set up a thing with variables where it will actually to cancel to turn it uh, like the lights off and basically stop the sound from playing it you just say authorization string number um and so any you could say literally anything there it doesn't matter <laughs> you, as i said in my post you could say authorization grapefruit seven which as we all know is clearly wharf's authorization 
<laughs> Actually, it would be like Prune 7, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, right. He loves his prunes. So, there you go. It mm. works. I don't know what else you want from me. Okay. All I right, have accomplished fine. a feat of tremendous nerdery. Did you, that, uh, did you also happen to get a Vizio um, television? <laughs> <laughs> that that was your... my... I was going to bring that up. Oh, we'll, let James, we'll let James <laughs> fire that one off. Sorry, it's okay. You, you, we'll, we'll count it as yours. Short answer, I do have a Vizio television. <laughs> oh, my God. And what have you been watching for the last few years? I don't know. Let's well, ask let me, Vizio. Let me just log on and look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm dead uh, now. It's cool. Yeah, so th- this was after my uh, string of complaining about smart TVs over the last year and a bit as I went through the the Samsung and the LG, and they all had uh, very disturbing terms and conditions to agree to uh, when you set them up, which I always said no to. And it, it turns out Vizios are exactly the same, except without the agreeing part. <laughs> that's that's, and, that's pesky, pesky agreements. Who wants uh-huh. that? Um, well, maybe it's well. You might you know, say no. That's the problem. Yeah, maybe in Europe, you know, there's more laws or whatever, yeah. and that that applies here at least for the next couple of years. Um, <laughs> yeah, the thing that got me with this, with so the this is the the Vizio TV spying on your viewing habits, uh, making that or putting that together with identifiable information, selling that to data brokers who then sell that to advertising companies oh, and, do, and doing this without, well, they, they had this smart interactivity option, which didn't really say we are going to sell everything to uh, data miners. But the, the thing that got me that was fascinating about it is the way that they work out what you're watching, which is yeah. to use pattern recognition on areas of the screen to look for sort of known groups of pixels which they can then look up in a massive database and say uh, i can see that you know dan is watching legends of tomorrow for the hundredth time today <laughs> whoa you take that back <laughs> yeah really well you, you <laughs> that can't is, argue that, with that the is data. slandered <laughs> you see it's things like that you just don't want to get out into the world um <laughs> And they've been slapped with this $2.2 million fine, which sounds like pocket money. Yeah, well, really. You know, where's, pocket money where's, my, where's my money? Like, where's my, where's my class action yeah, settlement? Yeah, you you're going to get a little, uh, little something something I, I get I will get nothing, I'm sure, unless... Yeah. I don't think anybody has uh, sued them so far. Well, other not than, yet. Right. I'm sure it will. Well, now that well, they've yeah. admitted that they've done it... <laughs> But and also they have to delete all the data, which has presumably yeah, already been sent out to advertising companies already. Right, right. Yeah. The damage um, is already done. So I don't know if they can go well, to the advertising okay. companies and say, "Can you delete it as well?" Setting aside the moral abhorrence of this, which you know I am not in any <laughs> as way. As we have learned to do on a daily basis, <laughs> <laughs> it's a coping mechanism. I'm I am curious as to how exactly how do you think this. Um, in the end run benefit like how would this uh, materialize like okay I have been watching stuff on my Vizio TV they can see I watch like pretty much everything on the CW does this mean I will do we think I, I get more ads for the CW I mean I don't know how this changes anything that they already like couldn't figure out about me other than I guess they just monetized it and sold it to other people well I think it it, it you know advertising people you know we know some lovely people who work in advertising but it's <laughs> we know we know some, some who are we know, on this very podcast we, we know some people let's leave it at that <laughs> um 
but you know they like to have data so sure you know, no yeah. knowing that perhaps if they have exposed you to adverts for whatever cw shows you're not watching um if you then turn around and switch one on five seconds later, they can say, aha, this, our marketing strategy is working. And yeah, I mean, my, I guess my main objections are this are doing it without compliance is bad. Looking at the, like, what people are watching, I, I mean, it's creepy. I'm not sure that I feel like I have, I'm, like, super bothered. I mean, I guess I am bothered by that. And the, like, but the end result doesn't bother me that much. I mean, advertising is is you know, advertising. It is what it is. We've all dealt with it for a long time. In some ways, I often feel like there is there are good examples for, of pulling data, not in this method. I'm also concerned about the idea of that information, you know, being stored and thus being, like, basically leaked in some way is kind of uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Not that, again, not that I care that much if anybody knows what I'm watching, but on a principle thing, yes. Um, advertising is advertising. There are places where data can do better. Like, for example, if it, you know, if the companies that make the shows that I like know that I'm watching their shows and that feeds into those shows, you know, getting renewed or doing well, I'm in favor of that because I want to be able to register, like, I watch this thing and I like it. Um, but this is the wrong way to go about that. (laughs) Oh, it's definitely the wrong way to go about it. (laughs) I mean, the thing that I, that I wonder is, um, are all the other TV manufacturers doing the same pattern recognition thing? Because I can't see Vizio coming up with their own database of every show. So there has to be, there's probably some shadowy right, data right. broker that says, you mm-hmm. know, just give us these 10 pixels and we'll know what's going on. <laughs> hey, uh, and, uh, give us these pixels. That's the name uh, of the company. It's called, it's called 10 pixels. <laughs> yeah. If it isn't, and, we're starting it. So I I can imagine, I mean, this is a guess, but I'm hoping that I will be proved right in the coming weeks and months that, you know, all the Samsungs, LG, Sonys all hook into the same system. So when you agree to the terms and conditions that I haven't agreed to, um, they'll be doing exactly the same thing on those sets as well. Yeah, nice pixels. It'd be a shame if something happened to them. Yeah. I have not looked. I have not looked into buying a television in quite some time. Does yours have a cathode ray tube? Is that... (laughs) <laughs> how hard is it to get one that's not a smart tv it's impossible and if you want something that has more than one or two hdmi sockets uh basically impossible because God. It, it back like 10 years well eight years ago when i bought my last samsung tv it yeah. was dumb as a bag of hammers and yep. it had four <laughs> hdmi inputs yep. the, yeah. the ones now even the cheap ones uh all have a certain degree of smarts but what I've done is just not plugged it into the internet at all. Uh, and I, th- it, it's happy. You know, it complains at me every now and again because I haven't agreed to things. But uh, <laughs> I just use Netflix and iPlayer and all the other stuff off an Apple TV or some okay. other box. Just to, okay. just so to that's, point that's out. That's the workaround, right? You just yeah. don't, you don't put in your, your Wi-Fi information yeah. oh sure i mean yeah. i i'm waiting for these tvs to start sitting there thinking oh i can see an open wi-fi over there yeah, really Maybe i'll just sort of like log on to that that's what my son does <laughs> <laughs> let's keep in mind there is a downside to that because oftentimes if you're not connected to the internet for these things they i mean we're in an age where tvs have firmware updates and yeah. you need that in order to if if for whatever reason you have another like 
I, you know, some some reason that your your TV needs to be updated, then you'll need to like specifically go around that to get it. I was about to say security concerns, and then realize if your if your TV is not connected to the internet, presumably yeah. that's not an issue. Right. Well, uh, I mean, it's or like less the TVs of an could, issue. The TVs could sit there for like two years recording your viewing habits, and then you switch on the internet for a second, mm-hmm. right, to yeah. get your firmware update, and it just squirts everything over. And, and right, just right. to point out, I didn't agree to any of this either. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter if you give it consent or not in some cases. Well, Although I, I mean, guess you get a small fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean the other thing, yeah, two two point two million seems like nothing, but I would assume that the some people will do a class action uh, against this. Yeah, I, uh, especially. Especially if it comes out over the next uh, whatever that every manufacturer is doing something sure. similar. I mean, I don't know if in the states there's less protection against such things. Usually, compared to you guys, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, but the thing is, how many like internet connected microphones have you got in your uh, apartment right now? I don't know. Let me ask the Damn. NSA. I'll ask the NSA <laughs> one second. <laughs> You know, that that would be a much better way of, of working out what you're watching on TV is to listen and do an audio fingerprint. And, we, you know, you've got those things there and we'll just run them 24-7 and take all yeah. the audio from your apartment. Hmm? Shazam. Yeah they, they, yeah, they can't do that, or at least they're not supposed to. But... Yes, I think the key words there are, <laughs> well, they're not supposed to. I mean, arguably, at that point, you've got a smartphone and any other number of devices sitting there that have microphones on them that if really people want to ask and act nefariously, they could do that too. So yeah. not having I, a smart home device specifically with a microphone in it is not going to save you there. No, I think it's the, you know, the the tinfoil hat brigade, once things actually start coming out that people are doing things like this, it does give you some pause. Um, And yeah, I mean, I I, I don't particularly care if some, if advertisers know what I'm watching, but just on principle, you know, I don't want, I don't want uh, this, all this data mining to happen without my consent. The problem is that they'll just do what they did uh, to me and they'll have these terms and conditions and most people will just agree to them. And it's like, okay, now you have actually consented to this. So if you read the small print on, on it, you'll find out that they were doing exactly this. And I don't know if that makes it any better if, you know, it's just like when the TV comes up and it says, you know, do you agree to everything? Yes, no. And you say yes. And that's it. Which is what most people do when they connect to. Yeah. Anything when they connect anything, yeah. Well, that's true. You always want to read. You always want to read that whole iTunes end user agreement. <laughs> I'm not saying I do it. I like to saying. print. I like to print it out, take it to the beach. <laughs> I have so many of them. <laughs> I never finish them though. I always put them down halfway yeah. through. I skip. I just fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh so let's take a quick moment to uh thank one of today's sponsors hey uh are you uh out there are you in uh human resources perhaps uh perhaps you are among the good listeners in our audience who manage resources that are human or pretend to be human uh good news we've got special message for you uh check it out bamboo hr uh, what is Bamboo HR? It's the number one HR management software for small to medium-sized businesses. Hey, I am a small business. Uh, it's one simple central system for keeping organized and detailed records for every employee and automating countless tasks in HR. Get rid of that file cabinet. Get rid of those spreadsheets. Get rid of those messy whiteboards all over the place. Uh, because a Bamboo HR is accessible through the cloud from any location at any time. If you forget to log an employee's time off or forget if they were out last Monday, Bamboo HR has you covered. 
You have confidential salary history filed in paper employee files. Bamboo HR will secure that data and keep accurate records for you. It's so simple and delightful to use, you won't even need instructions. Uh, the best thing about it, it brings everything into one place. Job and salary history, vacation and sick days, benefits, onboarding, training history, performance reviews, and so much more. Uh, if you get hassled by having to handle all those human resource issues that you have to deal with every day, I, I understand. It's, it can wear you down a bit. Um, so Bamboo HR can help you simplify that. And we have a limited time offer for you, listeners. Right now, you can try Bamboo HR free for 14 days. You can kick the tires. You can take it for a spin. Uh, see if it works out for you. And uh, hopefully it does. Just visit BambooHR.com. Uh, click on the mic and enter my code, uh, which is, of course, Rebound to get a free 14-day trial. That's BambooHR.com. And you'll wonder how you ever got along without it. Uh, remember, enter code REBOUND. And thanks so much to Bamboo HR for sponsoring this week's episode of The Rebound. So should we uh, talk about last week's... We, last week, we predicted the uh, financial results. <laughs> should we talk about the actual <laughs> financial results? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, it was like more money than ever before, which was good um and the stock price went up which was a a surprise well unusual but it went up because they did better apple did even better than it told uh the analysts that it was going to do so they they exceeded their guidance and that's always good for wall street likes that right like if they had hit their their bullseye it would have been flat or probably a little bit down. Right. If they'd only made more money than every other company in the entire world, <laughs> then yes, their, their stock... <laughs> then it would have been a real disappointment. Yeah. Well, there's been, some, there's been some dispute about some of it, uh, largely centered around the idea that the, the quarter, uh, this quarter was longer than that quarter usually is by a week, um, yeah. which happens every few years because of the vagaries of calendars and the way it works. Calendars! How the hell do those work? Yes. Go figure. Um... <laughs> So in some ways, on average, it didn't do as well like on a like a week by week basis because they had the benefit of an extra week to sort of prop up some of the sales. But you know, a quarter is a quarter yeah. is a quarter, so ta- it doesn't I mean, really matter. They talked about that in the oh yeah. The I mean, call. I don't there think were, like there were several other factors too that you know uh, actually mitigated that. So some it, of it, yes, uh, mainly for money. That's true because they got like a patent infringement bonus in the previous year's quarter. Um, the question came in when they started talking about things like units, which get a little trickier, right? Because if you're like if you're counting the number of things that you sold, mm. that doesn't that's not necessarily offset as much by say a revenue discrepancy. No, but, of course not. Yeah, but there were there were still other factors like um, the timing of the the launches of the iPhone 6s and the iPhone 7 were different. Yeah. So like the f- iPhone 6s. Because everyone was comparing units from the previous year, obviously, which is what they do. And the iPhone 6S was launched earlier, so like more of the glut of pent-up demand happened in the previous quarter. Or was it the other way around? No, it was the other way around, right? The um, iPhone 7 launched earlier. And so more of the pent-up demand was actually in the third calendar quarter instead of the fourth calendar quarter. Um, And there were a couple other things. I can't remember what the other two were, but... Um, well, there was like oh there was a there's a currency thing um the US dollar is stronger this year so sure. basically yeah, well again that the phones imp- cost more yeah 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 i yeah, mean we'll, we'll, i i i don't think there's any argument that they did that they you know they did well i don't think there's any arguing that 
uh i think it's interesting because you know there's so much talk about how big the iphone six year was in terms of the pent-up demand for a larger screen um and so it's definitely impressive that they can you know obviously that dipped again with the success it's impressive it, it jumped again with the seven even if meagerly like even if it wasn't as big yeah. a, a huge yeah jump. and it wasn't yeah right it was not it, no matter how you do the numbers it's not it's not a huge no no i mean they're not it's hard to be in that position now right because everybody not everybody but like lots of people have smartphones <laughs> right most people have <laughs> smartphones you can't there's not like a huge untapped chunk of the market that you haven't hit yet i, I think i have like sig- 18 <laughs> I, I think if a significant uh chunk of the population of earth own an iphone I there was some figure and it was like a was it approaching a billion or something for the install base of iPhones? Well, that figure is that this week? phones so. are people though? Because that's no, no where that, it gets... that I think that was well. Who knows? How do you figure that out? Because like I like John says, he has eighteen. So like <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, not everyone's a drug dealer, so you know, not everyone needs that. <laughs> no, I mean, John. Just phones. to be clear, John is probably I, not a drug dealer. I am. Excuse me. I am a solutions provider. <laughs> my solution Narcotic is solutions. My, my solution. <laughs> solution my, my solution, solution is drugs. Just, just <laughs> happens to be drugs like, every single time. Uh, hi, John. I've got a flat tire. You know what's going to solve that? Drugs. <laughs> drugs. So you many drugs. Care about that tire. <laughs> That's true. Um. Uh, I, Interestingly, uh, Mr. Tim Cook, it turns out, is in Glasgow tomorrow. Oh, um, say, say hi. You should stop by and see him. He, he's, he's collecting an honorary degree from my university, which is oh. literally minutes up the road. And there, there was a thing that said uh, it's open to uh, staff students. He's, he's doing some talk uh, as well as part of this. And it said open to staff students and alumni of the university. And I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, but I went to the page and the, the alumni mention had been taken off. I don't know if this was because <laughs> Overbooked. Uh, or they heard that I, I said, was looking. Yeah, it but, said not you, James. But I do wonder if he's going to visit the computing science department at some point tomorrow. And if so, I will sort of casually wander hang in. around uh, and just see. Um, but if who's, he does, who's be, that guy? It He's just hanging around because they removed most of the uh, Mac labs and replaced them with PCs many years ago. Yeah. Uh, although a lot of the staff do still uh, use Macs. But yes, I don't. I don't know what d- uh, type of degree he's getting. But does he get to pick a, any degree? Can he pick yours? He's like, I want James Thompson's degree. Thank you. I'll just I take that. You can have my degree specifically and take it off me, and then make me ineligible. He can to do work anything. For Apple Twenty years ago, um, but I think, uh, yeah, he, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up at some of the Apple stores in Glasgow tomorrow as well. Um, so another another place to to stalk him. Perhaps. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are you sure you want to be admitting this on a podcast that we are going to it's broadcast fine. on You're the not internet it up until thursday so by that point whatever's happened uh, will have happened james will always already have been arrested in range yeah. scott accosts tim cook <laughs> I, I don't have any problems with tim cook uh so uh not not uh, now but maybe by thursday <laughs> well yes as, as his i mean i'm sure he's not going to have security people with him or anything like that i don't um, know no, um, no, of course not but the computing science department is literally two minutes away from maybe he from has my flat maybe so. he has some words he'd like to share about the dock on on mac os <laughs> i don't know like maybe he's been harboring a grudge 
Possibly. Maybe the the doorbell will go at some point tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. Hello, James. Yeah. <laughs> I have come to take away all your Apple equipment. <laughs> we need it because we're selling them so fast. We just need these to sell to other people. Sorry. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, that was just a, a slight diversion in the, in the uh, quarterly results because I, I remembered that I, I'm supposed to go out and stalk him tomorrow. Well, I actually uh, <laughs> have a question about uh, the quarterly results that I was curious to get your guys' input on. But the one sort of dim spot in the otherwise pretty good results was the iPad. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of it's, it, it continues to decline. Um, and Tim Cook was, you know... If anything, maybe a little more dejected than usual about the state of the iPad because he's usually very bullish about it and talking about how much he still thinks there's an opportunity there. But this time around, I think he sort of like had to like talk himself into it, being like, "Yeah, the iPad, yeah, that's cool. No, I really like it. Yeah, I really like it." Um, and so also, and I mean, I'm just gonna say this because I'm not sure if they'll actually listen to the show or not. But I was listening to Upgrade with uh, with Jason Stell and Mike Hurley yesterday, and they talked about this. Uh, this case they have for their iPads, this like a keyboard case, which has got a hinge. Um, and I had to laugh because they were both talking about like, oh, you know what I really like about this case? It's like you can see, Mike was like, like, he's like, I love that you can you can adjust the screen at any angle. And then Jason's like, yeah, I love that you can put it on your lap. And I'm like, guys, you just reinvented the laptop. What the hell? And so I guess this comes down to my fundamental problem still. Like, is the iPad... Yeah, is is the iPad a valuable addition to that product line? I mean, yeah, sure. At the moment, it still outsells the Mac a lot. So it's you know, but it's also a lot cheaper than even the cheapest Mac. Um, so I, I'm kind of curious about where the role of the iPad is going forward. Well, I mean, I I have you know, as a developer, I've got obviously I've got one of everything pretty much, and I've got the. My main phone is an iPhone 7 Plus right now, and I've got a, a MacBook Pro, and I find that the iPad tends to fall down between the middle of those two. And I I haven't upgraded since the Air 2, because the one I have works fine for most of the stuff I do on it. And I, you know, I, I extrapolate from me, as all good tech pundits do. <laughs> um, sure. You know, everybody is like you. <laughs> yeah, so everybody is like me. Therefore, or should be. Or should be. That that is why I think the iPad is declining. I also think it's the fact that if it is like a computer, then the you know the turnaround on it is like, do I need to buy one of these every year or two years like a phone? Uh, probably not. You know, and if if people are only buying them every four years or something, then uh, yeah, you're you're not going to see this. Uh, huge sales right well, and... well in theory at that point we should see those sales stabilize at a certain point like if you look yes. at the mac the mac is consistently between about four and five million give yeah. or take every quarter pretty much in the last like three or four years at least and so it's like clockwork and i think the the ipad has not found that stability point yet um mm. we haven't seen it sort of stabilized into like if people are buying you know refreshes regularly even if it's at a remove of like four years then sooner or later it should hit like kind of an equilibrium uh and so the question is is it going to continue to drop where is that equilibrium is it a bigger... i think that what messes up the equilibrium is also the the rise of the bigger phones right because yeah we, we, we st- they've only been around for a couple of years so we still probably haven't got to that steady state of knowing exactly 
yeah. you know, how often people are going to refresh. But there's there's almost a perfect correlation between the rise of big phones and the fall of tablets in timing. Well, yeah. And, I mean, if you have a big phone, you don't you have much less need for a tablet. Yeah, I would tend to agree, especially a small tablet like the mini, right? Like yeah. if you've got a if yeah. you've got an iPhone Plus, you know, 7 Plus, you probably don't feel like you need to go buy an iPad mini cuz like no, really. Yeah. What's the difference at that point? Yeah. But to you know to do to do another extrapolation, my mom had an iPad Mini and still has an, you know like an original iPad Mini that she used for years, and um, maybe she, maybe she got a two now and whatever, but she got a she got a six S and she's just like even though it's a, you know not the six S plus she's like she never uses the Mini anymore. Yeah, my mom is on a five S, an iPhone five S, and an iPad ooh, fourth generation iPad, so like pre Air form factor, like slightly bigger. Um, I think it does have a retina display, though. Um, yeah, the four does. Yeah, but it's it's also clearly getting a little bit long in the tooth. So that's you know, and she uses both of them. But she, I mean, the the five S obviously is a much smaller phone. She also has an iMac, so she uses that too. Um, you know, it's certainly, and I think you're right. I think that there is a long refresh rate on the iPads, especially because as some people have discussed, what people probably use them for for the most part is not particularly intensive right it's mm. like web browsing video mm-hmm. watching right the only thing that's going to get you caught up there is sometimes games because sometimes they update one games and they won't run on like older hardware anymore but most of the stuff is pretty long like there's a lo- lot of longevity in ipads these days in terms of that kind of yeah, stuff i, I yeah. mean mine is basically it's a marvel unlimited device it's uh a... <laughs> yeah you know, it, it's there's a there's a lot of really good music apps for iOS, and I play around with them. Like uh, Korg has this gadget synthesizer sequencer thing, and it's great. Um, and that and s- some video stuff, but not really. Um, and yeah, everything else. Uh, Try to think. There must be something else I use it for. I probably. I mean, I use browsing email. Twitter, Slack, that kind of stuff when I'm sitting around in a place where I don't want to use my iPad or my laptop or don't have my laptop with me. I also tra- travel occasionally with just the, the iPad, um, mm. but only for like short trips, yeah. like weekend trips or something, because I don't, I don't, and even though sometimes if I know I have to do work, I will bring the MacBook. Yeah. When I used to commute up to Seattle, I mean, I had a work supplied laptop, which was, you know, some gigantic Windows based thing. And so I would take my, ipad with a keyboard uh because i usually i would do you know my side work on the train on the way up and then on the train on the way back actually john i was gonna say since you were commuting to work every day you probably had to wear like like nice clothes like a suit or something uh, yeah that often was true yes Uh, well why don't we you know what i i think lex has something to tell us about suits lex go lex so if you've never listened to me uh, do uh, a podcast ad remotely from the show before, this is what's going on. Uh, just about two years ago, I fell through a magical dimensional portal uh, behind Newark Liberty International Airport and ended up in Los Angeles. Uh, it's a strange, magical land. I'm still somehow getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from the United Lounge at Newark Liberty International Airport, just enough to record ads for episodes that I otherwise don't appear in. Which is good, because yes, to uh, Dan and John's point, you go to work, sometimes you gotta dress nicely in a suit. And uh, if you ever bought a suit off the rack, you look like garbage. I hate to offend you. If I do offend you, I'm sorry, but at least I'm coming to you not just with a problem, but also a solution. You get a custom fit suit, you look like a million bucks, and 
you can pay at least slightly less than a million bucks. Uh, honestly, I own an Indochino suit. It is the nicest thing I own. I look great in it. I mean, listen, do I look great all the time? Yes. But do I look even better in an Indochino custom fit suit? Of course I do. Uh, Indochino is one of the largest made-to-measure menswear brands. They're making it easy for men to get great-fitting, high-quality suits and shirts at an incredible price. Here's how it works. You go to Indochino.com, or you go to one of their nine North American showrooms. You pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. You choose your own customizations, lapels, pleats, jacket linings, and more. It's really a choose-your-own-adventure suit. It's actually quite a lot of fun on the website. I had a great time when I did it. You submit your body measurements, and you're like, I don't know how to measure my body. Well, first of all, maybe you should go to body measuring school. But secondly, they have tutorial videos on their website, which is exactly how uh, my wife and I did it. We watched the video. It's like, oh, you measure from here to here, and then we did it, and my suit fits great. Um, then you kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you have ever worn in just four weeks. To be clear, it's not the most stylish suit you've worn in four weeks. It takes four weeks to get the suit because they're making it you know, exactly for you and your body. This week... Our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com when entering the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. I don't like to do math, but that seems like it's about half. Plus, shipping is free, which is my favorite shipping price of all time. So it's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. You will never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. I don't know about you. I spent a lot of time in my pre-Indochino life worrying about badly fitting suits. No more. So just like me, go to Indochino.com, use the promo code REBOUND, get ready to look like a million bucks for just 389 of them. Back to you guys on Earth. Thanks, Lex. Thank that, you, was, Lex. that was super <laughs> informative. I, I really enjoyed everything he said there. <laughs> I agree. It was, uh, I, you know, brought a tear to my eye. It's nice to hear from him. I'm it glad is. he's doing well. Yeah, I've missed yeah, him. Yeah, I mean... He couldn't be with us yeah. this week. It's a shame he had to give up on this show, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The iPad, I feel like I like it. It's just never a, a device that has really found its... Uh, like James said, like, I have an Air 2 as well, and, like, I... That's what that's what I have. Yeah, I, I well, has there been a re- we all just stopped buying? Well, the only things that came out after that are the the nine point seven inch Pro, which was not a huge improvement over the Air Two. Yeah, and I can't draw. I mean, unless so you're going to draw, pencil, yeah, yeah. The Apple Pencil was right. We established last week that none of us could draw. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think the question will be. I'm super curious to see what comes out of. I think general consensus seems to be ipads in the spring at some point probably yeah. in the next couple months yeah um so it will be interesting to see what are the improvements made there and i think what we're all kind of waiting for is a better software approach to a lot of the features that it seems like seems like there are advantages to the ipad over an iphone right we just don't they haven't really done a lot to take advantage of all that extra screen real estate i mean they've added some of the features in ios 9 but then ios 10 didn't do much to push that further yeah yeah i mean you know i don't know i don't really know what more they can do with the existing os i mean well improving improving the multitasking stuff was something that we talked about last week right yeah um to just to make it uh, yeah give you more options and make it more flexible and but i don't think that that's going to make that much of a difference to me frankly because i don't use that part that much um i mean three devices (laughs) You know, I'm not going to upgrade three devices every year. There's no way I'm ever going to yes, do that. Yes, you will. <laughs> I mean, and I'm already doing the phone basically every year. So that's the one that I have to do. And, you know, I feel like I have to do for some weird reason. Um, and I just, I don't tax the iPad much. 
So I text the I text my my laptop, my Mac, you know, every few years, but I hardly ever seem to text my my iPad. So yeah, I I don't, I don't see much much reason in upgrading. I mean, I how old is this thing? Two years now. Yeah, I only upgrade if there's something super compelling about you know whatever feet like especially if there's software for example that's a lot more it will only run on that or for like i feel like there was some stuff than the multitasking features that didn't work on some earlier models and i think i mm-hmm. might have upgraded for that i think i had an older yeah. mini and it wouldn't yes. run on those right um right. so like that I that mean, was you know, compelling I, mean, enough, I i don't have 3d touch on my phone but i would you know i liked 3d touch for the limited amount of time that i used it and i would be interested in getting it on the ipad too you'd be interested in using it for a week on the ipad as well (laughs) (laughs) and that's well that's you know what did i I used it for six months or something i liked it but yeah not enough Yeah, i i keep the i trigger it more often accidentally than i trigger it deliberately Mm. yeah uh i've started getting a little bit better about using it regularly but for certain things but it's definitely a thing that I forget a lot of times that I, oh, I could have, I realized like after tapping through something, I was like, oh, I totally could have used 3D Touch there. Nah, oh well. Well, I'm in TweetBot. I'm in, I mean, I'm in TweetBot a lot on my phone and it was super useful in TweetBot. God, I never so, used it in TweetBot. That was the one, I always that was the forget. one thing where I used it all the time. Yeah. Oh, um, another topic I thought we might discuss, which is kind of interesting is you, there were reports floating around this week about a different connector that apple oh, yeah. might oh, be yes. working on yeah which the ultra accessory <laughs> connector went from being one of those like apple's working on a new connector to apple's actually just possibly rebranding an existing connector because yeah. i guess it's a thing that's already in use uh it's just a some... small usb form factor as far as i could tell i am so tired of like so you went from <laughs> usb mini to usb micro <laughs> to usb what is this like ultra small like <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the timing i said that on twitter the timing makes sense because i i have just about enough lightning cables right now, so <laughs> but th- this seemed to be purely aimed at like sort of headphone yeah i think accessories yeah. right it, it, it does i mean the there was a sort of the sky is falling kind of oh apple's changing it again and they're not changing it to USB-C. what's happening what's happening and that seems to have blown over within 24 hours and now we're like ah, well this is like a some something that uh, headphone manufacturers could use and use it for yeah. uh, they, P, uh, use it for Android and iPhone at the same right. Time. They actually told so a- Apple actually uh, talked to Ars Technica uh, about this, which said, and they said um, that their goal they added it to the made for iPhone program, um, but that they they weren't doing it uh, because they were trying to push it, but because they wanted. The licensees of that program wanted to be able to have it for reasons I'm guessing, as James suggested, cross-platform usage, and also probably just because it's very, very small. And if you've got like Bluetooth headphones that you need to charge somehow, that you like want a smaller port, like that might be possible. You know, the same reason Apple ostensibly ostensibly removed the headphone jack; they want to make things smaller. Um, so, I feel like this is all just sort of you know stopgap stuff for not having cables anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. we're just gonna get smaller and smaller until they i don't know like how small can you make it how small can it go yeah well you've already used up ultra you know in your in your naming so what, what's next the next one is ultra? the Naplus plus ultra cable <laughs> well i was thinking it was like you know you had uh Super Nintendo, and then it was Ultra <laughs> sixty four, and ooh. then so it's GameCube the cu- connector. Yeah, the so. Cube connector, then the Wii connector. 
Yeah. We would work in a Scottish dialect. <laughs> the Wee connector. connector. I like it's it. So we we should we should trademark that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want any more cables. I'm tired enough of having to deal with having both yeah. mini and micro USB cables and lightning well, cables. And the USB three variant, the wide one. My um, God, I don't think I have one of those. Uh, I've bought a few USB three uh, external oh, drives. Oh, the one and with they the come hump. with a. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah have... So I've those, got are, a... those are usually only on the side of the like like I get a hard drive case and it'll be on that the, the yeah. hard drive side and they'll be like we'll just yeah. let's just throw this on here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's to get full USB three. Oh, I guess it's because you can power. You can use both, right? You can use the micro connector I if guess. you don't have. Yeah, because those are also on some. They well, at least they used to be on some uh, Android smartphones. Yeah. Which confused the hell out of me when I did a thing for um, <laughs> Tom's Hardware. <laughs> they sent me a bunch of phones to test the speed of like all the the different providers, <laughs> and <laughs> and like I was like, like you sent the right. I was like, he sent me the wrong connector for this, and I was like, wait, I think this could go right in here in this little piece right here. Bum, bum, yeah, yeah. Learn so, something so, new every day. Um, one of the things uh, today was my dad's birthday, and happy I birthday, came... James's dad. <laughs> and I came here straight uh, from seeing him. Don't Hence let him me. listen to this show. <laughs> Hence me not knowing anything about what's been going on in the world for the last four hours. Um, but he ha- does not have a smartphone. And he doesn't particularly want a smartphone. Sounds and like I, my I've dad. sort of forced my mother to have uh, an iPhone 6, uh, which she's actually getting <laughs> used to and uh, might admit to enjoying at some point in the future uh tim cook um, would like to have a word with you about forcing your mother to yeah, use right. an iphone that's, 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 that's why he's coming he's gonna show yeah. up at your door <laughs> um but one of the things uh i wanted to get him was uh an updated sat nav because he had an old cast off uh ancient sat nav like 10 year old sat nav fr- from us and it was you know no good and no map updates or whatever and of course everybody's moved to mostly smartphone type stuff so I was curious, uh, and I was like, what is the market like for sort of dedicated sat-navs these days? You know, this sort of little evolutionary niche that's pretty much died out. Uh, so I, I got on the, this TomTom, and a lot of stuff seems to have changed. For a start, uh, you get all your map updates for free now, rather than the whole, we're going to charge you, you know, $100 a year for your maps. <laughs> it's um, actually done by in-app purchase now, where it's like you get to a road and it's like, if you'd like to go further, please spend $2. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my God. <laughs> um, the other thing is this thing had uh, a built-in SIM, uh, like a Kindle. So it was it could pull in data by itself. Um uh, so it would get like traffic updates and could get like, speed cameras and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it had an almost decent screen, uh, not like a full quality. It was quite a big screen and it was actually multi-touch rather than the, the horrible resistive uh, pressing touch mm. that I've seen before. So we, I was just impressed that these things have sort of kept on. I think on they call a, that 1D touch. Yeah. Um, but I was impressed that these things had continued to evolve somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm surprised that. I mean, I guess I guess there's still people who buy them. There were things yeah, well, that they I mean, did that they that haven't gotten duplicated on the iPhone. Like I remember, you could buy uh, add-on packages that would have like different voices in them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. where is my Mr. T voice for my iPhone? You know, Maps and right. Google Maps. 
Yeah. Yeah, so you can get um, the likes of Tom Baker and Brian Blessed and people like that to yeah. shout at you. While use some American use some American celebrities so we know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, I, I was I was trying to think of that and it's like, yeah, are there any Well, there's a dark, there's like a, there was a whole Star Wars series. Yeah, there was. That's right. Yeah. Vader are, are and Yoda. You saying, and... Are you saying that Darth Vader's American? <laughs> I'm just, I'm I mean, Star Wars. Is. He's a I'm huge Star Wars is. He's a huge dick. He's clearly American. <laughs> it was made in Britain. <laughs> So Anakin, was American. Anakin was American. Yeah, and look what happened to him. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I'll give you Yoda. <laughs> we'll take Yoda. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Jar Jar. Uh, I could have given you Jar Jar. No, none of that. Oh, God.